0: you're listening to the Feed You Podcast. This is Episode 9. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast,
1: giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits.
0: Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you guys are here this week with me on the Feed You Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And I cannot wait to introduce you. I'm so excited to one of my friends, my one of my closest friends, and one of the people that I really admire who's taking her business and just setting it on fire. So this week, I thought it would be an awesome time to talk about some new ways to get in front of some new audiences to really talk about what you do and get people more interested in what you do and get them to take the next step in your sales funnel. A lot of times we're out networking and we're just kind of running around like chickens with our heads cut off and we're sending email and we're on social media and we're going live and we're doing all these things, but we're not seeing any traction. Well, my guest today is going to talk to us about how to use speaking to not only get in front of our ideal client, but grow our email list and grow our business. So I've known Felicia for about four years now, and I was lucky enough to meet her when she was first getting known as the budgetologist. And I'll let her tell that story in just a few minutes, but, since that time she's kind of gone in a few new directions she took it upon herself to go and do a challenge on facebook and go live every single day for a year and now i know she's been it's been over a year she's still going live every single day and she's just really phenomenal at what she does On top of that, she is speaking in some of the most amazing and wonderful places all over the world, including just landing and getting ready to give her first Ted talk. I know the Ted talk is sold out and she'll be giving that talk coming up in just a few weeks, right after this episode goes live. So let me tell you a little bit about my friend, and one of the people I admire most, Felicia Jones. Felicia is the self-named budgetologist who travels the world having fun and doing what she loves. She enjoys speaking, mentoring, helping business owners with their money, and of course, making new friends. She wants to be able to help you to stop wasting your time and get more of what you love right now. Please help me welcome to the show, Felicia Jones. Welcome everybody to the Feed You Podcast. It is my um, extreme pleasure to invite my friend and um, one of the people I admired most in this business world of ours, Felicia Jones to the podcast. Hi Felicia.
1: Hey, how are you doing today?
0: Good. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here. It really is um, awesome to have you on the podcast and I, I when I started this podcast, you were one of the first people I thought of, so I'm very <laughs> happy that, you, that you're here. You know I'm um, excited to be here. <laughs> for those who don't know of your brilliance and amazingness, like I do, would you please share uh, a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe just a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur? Oh
1: my gosh, thank you for that. So um, I'm a pretty simple person. I like to introduce myself now as you know, I travel the world speaking, drinking Prosecco, and making new friends. That sums me up pretty quickly, but <laughs> but on the technical side of things, I am a budgetologist and I do work with business owners, helping them feed and manage their budgets. And I have a lot of fun doing it and I've been able to really travel the world, travel all, all over the United States and just meet a whole bunch of cool new people. Awesome, so I have, you know,
0: I remember when you became the budgetologist because I've <laughs> known you that long. And I'm curious, you know, me, being the brand person. I'm curious how that impacted you when you really were firm in becoming the
1: budgetologist and how that impacted your brand and helped it grow. You know, it's so funny. Cause I'm not, I, I say I'm pretty clueless about branding and I honestly don't know that much about it, but I will say actually becoming a budgetologist and sticking to that title has actually helped people Uh, either turn their heads to me and like, oh, like, what is that? And I want to know more. And, And the fact that it ties into the business name, Keep Up With Mrs. Jones. And so now I'm just known as Mrs. Jones, which is so funny. But I do love it when people ask me, like, what's your last name? I was like, it really is Jones. They're like, oh, really? But I get that a lot, too. But it seems to all kind of tie together. And I guess if that is, if you want to call that the brand, it just makes it really easy and makes people um, seem a little bit more intrigued by what I do. I love it. I think it's awesome. So I invited Felicia today because she's
0: kind of gone in a new direction on top of being a budgetologist. She's also a speakerologist. Is that a word? Can I make
1: that up? It is today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And um, she has grown her business through doing a lot of speaking. And I thought it would be really beneficial for the listeners to hear how you've done that and how you have turned that into profits and how you've gotten to be on some of these amazing stages that you're getting to find that you're finding yourself on.
1: All oh, right, cool. Where do you want to start? So let's start with,
0: you know, why did you choose speaking?
1: You know, I, I think uh, speaking chose me. I try to avoid speaking. Um, it really is. I'm, I'm an introvert at heart. I'm a I have a degree in computer science and I was a lab rat while I worked for the Navy. And I was good as a lab rat, and but I did have a secret side. I was a professional cheerleader, so I'm a little oddball at times. But I went through a coaching program, and one of the modules was about growing your business through marketing. And speaking was one of them. And I remember I just kept flipping past that little section, like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I was on team, build a website, make a million dollars, because that's how everybody else did it. <laughs> I quickly learned the hard way that it doesn't work that way, and and so I kind of embraced the speaking thing, and I went out there and just, um, I know it sounds easy, but I actually just went out there and just started, and I said, all right, I'll, I'll do it this way because I don't know any other way to grow this business, and so I just kind of embraced speaking and just went after it. So how did you get started for somebody that's
0: brand new and they're, and they're in the same shoes you were, where they're like, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of
0: us out there, you know, especially in the creative world that are just like, nope, I want to be behind my computer building stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> if, if that's the case, where do they start? Like, I mean, how did you get the gumption and be, and we're like, nope, I'm doing it no matter what. And like, how did you even find your first speaking gig?
1: You know, I I will say, like I said, I have a, I don't know, I'm kind of like a dual personality person. Depends on what day you find me. So I have the introvert side. I have the, I just want to be on my computer. But like I said, I, my other side of me was that, yeah, I was a baton twirler, a professional cheerleader. So every now and then when I'm forced out of my comfort zone, I know how to just step into that. And I did have like PR training and media training like long, long time ago, but I had to kind of suck it up and like, look at all the different methods of, you know, people creating all these sales funnels and social media. And I was like, you know what? I don't know how to do any of that and I don't want to do any of it. So I just like, all right, let's, let's go and do this speaking thing. And the way I started and what I tell most people is just ask, look at all of the networking groups that you go to all of us at least go to a couple of meetup groups and just kind of, I always say, just get the ovaries to ask Um, (laughs) and just ask to, hey, can I get on your stage? Can Can I share my story or can I share some tips that have worked with me? And that kind of gets the ball rolling, just not being afraid to ask for what you want because everybody secretly calls themselves a speaker but very few will actually get the nerve up to just go and ask for their first gig. And you'd be surprised. A lot of people will actually just say yes. Nice.
0: Nice. And so how, like for you, you started talking um, on the budget side of, of the world. And now I know you have a couple other talks, but um, how did you like come up with your topic and determine what you wanted to talk about and like put it into a condensed speech? (laughs) I mean, I think people struggle with that and they're like,
1: I don't even know where to start you know that that is so funny i just got a facebook message where somebody is asking me like how do you put together your talks and i've kind of avoided you know really coaching people on how to put together a talk because i know there are other people who are out there that are really good at it but here's the secret and here's how i started i created a blog post called the five ways to budget for a business owner and i turned that into a talk i literally turned my blog post into a talk and it was the same talk that I have done for, I've, I've done it for years now. I actually don't have that many talks. I am pretty much a one trick pony. And, and, but everything was built off of a listicle. And you know, I learned all about listicles and those are the blog posts, like five ways to look prettier in the morning. And I created a listicle and I said, you know, I don't have anything else to talk about, so I will do this. I have my opening, I have my five points, and I have a closing. If you've ever seen me speak, every talk that I do actually still follows that formula. I have always have five points. I always have an opening and I have a closing. And it's just a simplified way for me to stay on track. I know it's like, it's like no secret there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome
0: though, because I think people make it really hard and it doesn't have to be that hard.
1: Um, yeah, people do that because I see all the, the people like, let's create your story. Let's do all of that. I did, I added the story part in later, but I literally built everything off of a of, of five-part listicle blog post.
0: Nice. Okay, so we have... Make it simple. Make your speech simple, something that you already do. We have just ask and then, you know, you're on some pretty big stages, my friend. I kind of feel like I knew you when, but now (laughs) you're you're I know you're meeting a lot of the goals that you set for yourself on as far as getting on stages that you've really wanted to be on. So do you have any insider tips or tricks or, you know, that have helped you get there as far as, you know, even finding where you want to be or anything like that?
1: Oh okay, okay, this is really good. Thank you for asking this because I, I haven't really revealed a lot of how I've been going after just speaking gigs, but i am I am so simple, and I think a lot of us try to make things way too hard. I only want it to be on one stage, and I want it to be on that stage and it the stage is so huge. I still haven't made it there yet, but it's so big, and it was just like, all right, what do I need to do? to get on this stage like how many gigs do I need to get under my belt who do I need to go so every time I get a gig I feel like I'm getting one step closer to that one big stage and and I know it's a very uh, hard way for a lot of people to look at things because people like I want to get get on stage I want to just make some money whereas for me it was literally my only goal is to get on that one stage and then I added one like little substage stage to it. And I actually achieved that this year, which is so cool. But it was actually trying to figure out and I kind of gamify everything. And like I said, my background is in computer science and I did a little bit of hacking. And so my brain works this way. All right. I want to get to step D but how do I get there when I have no clear route? I don't know who to talk to. It's like, all right, I'll just take a step by step by step, getting me closer to that point. So that's how I've been able to get on all the stages because I know I needed to get on bigger and bigger stages just so that people can pay attention to me. And you know, a little dirty secret in business is that sometimes people won't pay attention to you until you start doing big things. So that's kind of how I've been operating. And I know I'm kind of giving you all of my insights on this. (laughs) I love it. Well, and so, um, I
0: would say that, you know, the stage that you get on every single day is on your live broadcast. And Mm. I'm just curious, you know, as me, I'm walking that journey. Now you've inspired me as well as some other people to get on there every single day. And I know with me, um, it can be kind of frustrating. You're like, nobody's watching. Nobody's <laughs> anybody out there. And you just feel like, what am I doing? Why am I spending my time here? But I can see, you know, the long haul of it. That's what, you know, I know now that Felicia's long haul has been like, now it's totally different for her. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my first question is, is like, how do you always come up with something to talk about? Cause you're on there every single day. <laughs> and I feel like I'm on there for five minutes and I'm all, well, basket's empty.
1: <laughs> All right. So what Elisa's talking about is that I actually live stream every day. I have a show called Ask the Budgetologist and and I started doing it every day, uh, starting July 1st, 2017. And there were a couple of things that were going on in 2017 that kind of forced me up against the wall. I'm like, all right, I got to do something very different because what I'm doing right now just ain't working. And my husband gave me an idea while we were walking the dog and and he's a gamer. He watches people play video games on Twitch. And if you don't know what Twitch is, go search it. It is like a nerd haven for all gamers. Uh, we don't adult very well in our house. But he was telling me that in order for those those guys that he watched to grow their their subscription base and their watcher base is that they live stream from five to eight hours every day up to two years. And I was like, whoa you know and, and my husband he watches him he's watching him right now and and i was like i don't know if i can live stream that many hours that's too crazy but this thing of going live every day and i was like all right maybe i should try it and he was like why not you know you need to do something different so i just actually just got up and i was like all right here's episode number one i'm just gonna live stream and talk about budgeting and over time it got better because I'm pretty certain in the beginning it was pretty horrible because you don't know what to say. And after 10 minutes it's like, okay, I'm done now, bye. <laughs> but the way I came up with everything is I actually have I have a topic for each day so that I'll know that on Mondays I'm talking about business owner finances. On Tuesdays I talk about speaking gigs. On Wednesdays it's mindset. And while I'm in the shower, that's how I figure out what to talk about. <laughs> Because I just know have a trigger Wednesday mindset. Okay, let's see what we're going to talk about with mindset. And and half the time is from interactions with people, people who talk to me about money, things that I see on social media. And a lot of it, I just give my opinion and and that's how I keep going every day and try to make it as entertaining as possible. And yeah, I don't know who's watching sometimes. You just get in and you just hope one person watches. And I think I had one person I I made it up to two people after three months that was great
0: (laughs) that's awesome I love it
1: (laughs) keeping it real people keeping it real um keep it real
0: (laughs) so my next my follow-up question is is you know you spent you spent a lot of time and you invested a lot of energy into going live has that led to speaking gigs for you
1: it has. It has led to some it has led to some very interesting doors being opened that I did not expect to be open because my only goal was to, okay, maybe I can grow my list or maybe I can get enough followers on Facebook. But it has been quite interesting. I've met some very new people in very bigger places than me, which I did not know. Uh, I got I landed a I landed a speaking gig from the from the live stream, but what has been very interesting is the people who recognize me when I go out. Now I'm not gonna. I'm not a celebrity of any like. Only like one person every three months recognizes me. But it, it, but it really is a weird thing when you go to a conference. They're like, "Hey, I've been watching you every morning." It's like, okay, that's cool and creepy at the same time. Who are you? Because it's always the people who don't interact with you, and it's like, and they were like, "You've been watching me every morning." Like, who are you? And I will say this, you know, we get caught up in nobody's watching, nobody's watching, because you don't see the numbers right there. It has been so surprising how many people have come up to me and say, yeah, I listen to the podcast or, yeah, I listen to the live stream. And you're just like, who are you? Why haven't you said like or hey or something? and um and that's been the the crazy part about it so if you're doing it and and definitely for you just keep going you you never know who's a voyeur and i have to admit i am one of those it'll take me like three years before i reach out and say hey but i'll watch you every day though that's funny that's (laughs) awesome i think i creep people out because (laughs) oh yeah i saw that you did this the other day on facebook they're like you watch that like yeah i see (laughs) Well, and it's awesome to
0: know that because I think a lot of people are like, well, it's too late. It's too crowded. It's too whatever. And um, I mean, I don't think it is. I think that, you know, the early adapters are out there doing it. And Mm -hmm. there's still people that in the business world that haven't even gotten on LinkedIn or Facebook yet, which is shocking to me, but
1: Um okay. Our worlds are small. Just thinking, just going back to what you're saying, our worlds are smaller than what we think. Because I was one of those, oh, everybody's speaking. Oh, everybody's doing a podcast. And then, you know, you go visit some people, they're like, What? What's a podcast? Like, what are you talking about? What's a live stream? Like, I can do that on my phone. So I think sometimes we have to get out of our own little bubbles because in our own little world it seems crowded but you'd be surprised a lot of people are clueless to yeah. what's going on in our little
0: worlds. I 100% agree with that especially when I had this weekend I was at a parade and I had somebody walk up to me and go, "Hey, I saw your live stream this week and I was like, what?" <laughs> and you're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> "Who are you?" No, I knew who they were. It was it was a neighbor. It was a neighbor of
1: mine, but I just thought it was funny
0: that but you know It doesn't
1: creep you out it- when- doesn't it creep you out when people that you do know follow you? Yeah. And I've only um, like, been doing it like three weeks, two <laughs> or three weeks. So yeah, that, it's kind of it's weird because I've had high school friends. I was like, why are you watching this? Like, stop it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, okay. So
0: you have a new course coming up for speakers that yeah. I know you're just, you're launching or in the process of launching. So will you tell us a little bit about that course and how it came
1: to be? Oh, wow. This course has been like in the background for years. And and I will tell you another uh, a secret of how I do my speaking gigs. So I talk about money and I have always wanted to get on stage at FinCon, which is a financial bloggers conference. And that's, that's my industry. That's where I get to nerd out. But I was looking at the requirements one year and they don't want people talking about money. I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to talk about? And I took this little thing, I call it the inadvertent expert talk, something that you inadvertently became an expert in just, and you pull this talk out whenever you need it. And, you know, cause I talk about money most of the time I don't do my speaker talk and I was like, all right, I'll craft this talk just for FinCon and, and I'll talk about how I've been getting speaking gigs. And it has been interesting that people actually want to know how to get speaking gigs because like I said, in, in my own little world, I assume everybody knows how to do this. Because to me, it was just easy. You know, I have a background in researching and and science. I was like, all right, this is easy. You know, there's the internet, boom, go. And what I realized, or I had a friend who strongly told me this. Um, I say everybody needs an 1130 at night friend. That's the friend who curses you out and tells you what you really need to be working on. And and she was like, people don't know how to do this. And people will need, you know, want your help. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, this is simple. And I actually launched my first class a year ago in is sold out within about two weeks. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm on something. And so my friend now, she rubs it in my face every time I talk to her, like I told you. So I decided to turn that into a course. And and it is not the, it, it is not like a very, I, I, I like to say that it's not the most polished course in the world, it's not me scripting out everything. It is literally me telling you every tactic, everything that I have used, everywhere that I search, like how to search, who to search, how to find that person. And I even have uh, classes from when I'm at a speaking event to pointing out who you need to talk to, who you don't need to talk to. And, and I, I like to believe that it's like real talk on what everybody else won't tell you when it comes to getting speaking gigs and being realistic with how much work it takes to go and get them. So I'm so excited about this course. And my only promise is that if you do the work, I guarantee you, you'll have a system that you can repeat over and over again And you can go out and get all the speaking gigs in the world as well. So it's not rocket science. I hung out with rocket scientists. This is just doing some work. (laughs) So,
0: and that's, I think that's an important key point. And you and I have talked about that before, you know, you have to carve out time in your day. And most entrepreneurs are really, they have a lot of, things that they're balancing. So what would you say is a realistic time expectation to devote like every day? Do you need to devote two hours, three hours, five hours, or is it weekly? Or what, I mean, what does that look like for people that are trying to get speaking gigs?
1: So one, the first thing that you need to do if you want to get speaking gigs, one, I need you to make a decision if you really want to do it or not. And, and that's the first step, because there are a lot of people who are being pushed into becoming speakers when they really don't want to, or they think it's just the easy way to get more clients. One, I need you to decide that if, you, if it's something you really want to do, and then once you do that, treat it like a product in your business. And that was the biggest mind shift for me, was realizing that speaking is a product. It's not a privilege. It's not, well, people need to see me speak. No, it's like, all right, it's a product and I gotta go sell my product and make it look really good and take care of it. So that's the first step. And then what I had to do, which I, I always recommend to everyone, whoever works with me about speaking gigs, I, I say carve out eight hours um, one day a week. One day a week, sit down and plant your butt in a seat and actually get to researching and pitching. And I call it, I call it the opportunity day and and how that came to me was i was at i was at fincon one year and you know i was you do the networking thing and i met someone who was brand new and we did the woe is me stuff you know like oh my gosh my business sucks oh my gosh my business sucks too and so we both did the woe is me and eight months later i saw them on the cover of an of of usa today and i was like what, I was like, they said their business sucked too. And what I, and I remember I was, my husband was sleeping, it was like 5am and I couldn't wake him up yet. So I'm, I jumped out of bed. I was like, oh, I need you to wake up. I need you to wake up. And of course he had no idea what I was talking about when he finally, when I told him, I was like, oh my gosh, you see this? And he's like, who are you, what is this? And I was like, he's on the cover. He said his business sucked. And at that moment I realized that opportunities were not gonna come to me. They weren't gonna fall in my lap. I had to go and create them. So from that point on, I created Opportunity Day and for eight hours every week, I plant my butt in a seat and I go and find speaking gigs. And I tell people, if you cannot give me eight hours, at least four, four. But don't be surprised if you're not getting your hundred speaking gigs because now you need to give more time to it. But it really is taking that eight hours once a week and actually focusing, turning the phone off and doing what you need to do to go after the gigs because they're out there. You just need to focus on getting them.
0: So there are two value bombs here that I want to reiterate just because I want people to hear them. Number one value bomb was you need to treat speaking like it's a product in your business. And that like, I don't think people, people do not do that and you have to do it. And number Mm -hmm. two is, is you have to have that day. You have to have one day a week that you're dedicated just like you would with anything else, whether you're creating a training, you're creating a new course, you're doing content creation. You've got to create that time. Yep. So that, that is such awesome inspiration and advice. (laughs) And, um, I really love that. I love your down to earth mannerism about it that, you know, like anybody can do this, but you gotta, you gotta put in the time. And I think that a lot of people as entrepreneurs, they think they're just going to wake up one day and then somehow magically a million dollars is going to fall into their bank account. Yeah. I'm still waiting on that day. I'm I'm literally
1: still waiting. It's gotta be any minute now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, if anybody listening, if you figured out that day, please share it with me because I'm yeah, still wait. waiting.
0: <laughs> please leave or, leave a comment or a, a direct message for either of us on Instagram. Let us know how that worked out. Yeah. All right.
1: Wait, and the so- reason why I do a lot of this is because because I do work as a budgetologist, and I see I see the amount of money that business owners spend trying to be successful. And I know we all need the help. We all need the coaching. But it is kind of sad when I see so many people spending $24,000, $25,000 on coaching programs and they only get the basics of what they already knew. And it just comes down to the mindset of doing the work. So I just like to tell people that first thing you got to do is get your mind right because nobody's selling you rocket science secrets. They're just telling you, they're, they're crafting ways and you're spending a lot of money just for somebody to tell you, you need to go do some work.
0: Well, and it it really does come down to mindset. That's one of the things I talk about often on this podcast is that the the reason it's called the Feed You podcast is Mm -hmm. because it feeds every piece of your being. Yes. It's not just your business. It's not just your emotional piece, but um, but that a lot of being an entrepreneur is doing that internal work. Yes, it is. That nonsense out of your head and that garbage that's carrying around, that million dollars might as well be $10 million
1: because... Uh. Oh yeah, you're preaching now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done preaching. All right, you want to do some uh, coffee date questions? These sure. are my favorite.
1: They're so I don't fun. Drink coffee.
0: All <laughs> right, so I know um, I already know you have a favorite podcast. So, do you want to tell us what your favorite podcast is?
1: Oh, my favorite podcast at the moment is The Seven Minute Mentor by Mr. Mark Asquith. So he's actually a mentor of mine. Love what he's saying, and he drops some real cool knowledge bombs every day nice yeah he is cool i listen to him too um okay frozen or scooped ice cream you mean frozen out of the machine thing
0: like frozen like
1: yeah like uh mcdonald's or oh no that stuff makes my stomach hurt so it has to be scooped because i used to be an ice cream a milkshake girl in oh high nice do you have a favorite flavor <laughs> you know what i'm so vanilla right now <laughs> i'm so plain I'm so vanilla it's all right
0: okay this i know this will be a good one it's dc or marvel
1: oh god this is another podcast do you really want to get started on this one <laughs> i am a dc girl i am definitely a dc girl but i love the marvel movies
0: nice nice and i'm the opposite isn't that funny i actually ended up buying the marvel uh encyclopedia for myself for my birthday.
1: I got it for Christmas for my in-laws. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it.
0: Okay. So uh, let's see here. What is your most unusual talent? And you can't tell us baton twirling because you already told us that.
1: My most unusual talent. Oh my gosh. I don't know what that, I mean, okay. I've danced, I've done baton twirling. I, I, I don't know. That's, a, I'm stumped. <laughs> I'm stumped. I don't know how to. Do I have a talent? Okay, come back to that one. I got Okay, think I'll come back to that one. Let's
0: do another show on that one, though. Uh beach <laughs> or mountains. Both. Yeah, I know. Do you, you I'm sure you have a favorite spot.
1: Tell us your favorite spot oh, you you've traveled what? to in the last year. Jeez, I travel so many places well the place that I want to go to that has the beach and the mountains or some sort of mountains is St. Lucia because it's all there the ocean and everything but my favorite place so far I'm still a London girl I love London hands down that is my favorite city in the whole whole white world nice I have to go with you sometime I haven't been there yet uh, you'll love it I love it there
0: um okay and what is your kryptonite like what is the one thing that you're like oh i know i shouldn't have this but i'm gonna have it anyway
1: uh, chocolate covered raisins oh that's pretty that's not so bad like yeah. raisins are healthy yeah <laughs> not when you buy like a three pound bag <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna ration it out over the month and it's like gone in a week no yeah so um, yeah, so no sweets like that, like chocolate covered raisins. Yeah, they cannot make it. in. Ha- and graham crackers.
0: Nice. I like graham crackers too, but you got to have milk and.
1: Nope, I can eat them plain. They cannot come in this house at all. Oh,
0: well, I'll know then
1: not to ever send those to you. <laughs> <laughs> they won't make it past like two days. <laughs> Awesome.
0: All right. Well, I so appreciate your time and your knowledge. And I know that people are going to want to know more about you and find out more about your speaking class and all the things that you're doing. So would you please share with us the places that we can best find you?
1: Oh my gosh, you can find me in all the internets of places at Keep Up With Mrs. Jones. If you want to find out more about the course, if you want to uh, subscribe to the podcast, you want to listen to Ask the Budgetologist, go to keepupwithmrsjones.com and every, like, literally on all the places in the internet, keep up with Mrs. Jones. That's my brand consistency. That's all I know how to do with branding.
0: (laughs) I love it, that's awesome, good job. Thanks so much for being here and we will make sure that all of those links are put in the show notes so that people can click right on them and get to them. And we will look forward to possibly having you on again if I can talk you into coming on again and maybe talking a little bit more about budget.
1: All right, thank you, I love being here, thank you. (laughs) podcast
0: at ww.alisaconner.com forward slash podcast.